the whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. So this isn't anything that just is limited to the United States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Hi everyone, special breaking news podcast and I am not alone. I have my ever-recurring co-host, as it seemed recently, uh, Dan from uh, Twitter, also known as The Signal. Dan, how are you this evening? Hey, I'm good, thank you Andy. How are you? I am very well. A little bit excited. Uh, I don't know whether to say the New York Times article has dropped or whether a or an New York Times article has dropped as as causing a bit of debate isn't it on on the ufo twitter verse that we all know and love so much um so essentially folks uh, as we know for quite some time there's been a, a hyped article and it's not unfair to say it has been hyped by many parties and it's something that most of us have no doubt looked forward to rumors of uh, a new new york times article akin to that of december 2017 um from ralph blumenthal and leslie keen has dropped now, it was rumoured to include details uh, with crash retrieval programmes, have some pretty meaty quotes in there and some sources going on the record, and also a little bit on... What else am I missing, Dan? Oh, yeah, the uh, Wilson documents. Wilson. That's the one, yes. So there was a lot of rumours, a lot of conjecture, a little bit of arguing and pettiness going on online, which obviously we try and stay objective with. However... The article's dropped, and I'm just going to read the headline. No longer in the shadows, Pentagon's UFO unit will make some findings public. Straight off, Dan, what are your thoughts on that as a headline? What kind of struck you about that? That it was directed along to, to pull people's attention to the bill and what's going on there. Um, it's clearly not a separate effort. Um, bringing all of that information out of the shadows is exactly what S3905 uh, is aiming to do. Um, <clears throat> but not not so much on the, you know, evidence front in the headline. Were, were you expecting, I think, like me, the, the big impact of this would have been a front page New York Times crash retrieval program or we have a UFO, something really striking. I think for me, it raised a little bit of an eyebrow that the headline's good and it's serious and it's objective. It doesn't scream aliens and crash retrieval and evidence, does it? No, that's a uh, that's a really fair point. It doesn't. Um, it's playing its card close to its chest, I guess, um, like some other places and people we know are doing that at the moment. Absolutely. And, and listen, there's some great content within the article as well. And we just want to cover off some of the points on this very short breaking news, just for anyone who's either not read the article yet, not up to speed, or just looking to hear some viewpoints on it as well. And do you know what? We can touch on some of the views that have been shared on online as well, actually, when we do this. Um, so basically hitting the points of the Senate committee report, which is due out in 
around five months' time. That uh, yeah. is that right? Sorry, yeah, five, no, no, yeah, five months. Keep, keep me right. Keep me right. So five months, because um, it was going to be every six months they're expecting this report to come out, and this is where we first saw last month, didn't we? The UAP task force in there, and Dan, you can you can do a little bit of talking with the UAP task force. What are your thoughts on that initially, and and what they're kind of hoping to do? Sure. So uh, the aim is uh, in the bill to. Uh, create a UAP task force cross-agency, <clears throat> um, get all the information from all the different stovepipes into one place uh, and generate a report within 180 days, um, one of which was an unclassified public-facing report too. Yeah, and there are a couple of things there when you say like the stovepipes and that's getting away from this compartmentalised government we keep hearing about, don't we, and that different offices and different rooms and different groups have different bits of knowledge and it's trying to kind of get things all together i for one don't believe for a second that we are going to get a fully declassified public report anything we get will be great but there is no way we are going to get the full unredacted documents okay guys here's the bodies here's where we're keeping the craft yes trump was right we're going to unlock as he said roswell which is an already unlocked city in the New Mexico desert, just so you know, or a town. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it was going to be that. But this is that was a huge step forward in itself, seeing that sort of thing within kind of official budgets and just out there. So Marco Rubio, who is kind of next up in the article's uh, highlights, he is addressed, and it's him that's really pushing things forward over in over stateside. Senator Marco Rubio. Um, he is kind of going with the angle and he, he seems quite up for the fact that this could be something exotic, something different, as we would say, something extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrial, interdimensional, but that he's still very much going along the lines of if this is an adversary, a China or a Russia incursing in our US airspace, we need to know how they've made this technological leap. I mean, it has also came out with a quote, hasn't he, that it could be a really boring explanation I don't think something defying or breaking the laws of physics the way these things are is going to be in any way, shape or form boring. <laughs> However, no, not at all. Marco Rubio is one of these kind of younger, new, new wavy, new agey politicians that seem kind of up for having this conversation, doesn't he? Uh, Marco Rubio does seem up for having this conversation. He said uh, something really interesting, which I felt put the whole thing in perspective. He said he hopes the explanation is uh, aliens. Um, as opposed to China or Russia, because of what it means if it is China or Russia. Um, I think it's important we we take a step back and not think that the threat angle is being pushed as an offensive angle. It's a defensive angle. Um, and that quote from Marco Rubio uh, really summed that up, I thought. Yeah, that's really important because it touches a lot of nerves, doesn't it? The the threat narrative, and that's something we'll talk about on the TUP talk show that we'll be recording so tomorrow, nice. finally. Um, even though Dan likes to change the name of it now and again, uh, but it will be <laughs> TUP talks more than likely. I say that, it'll probably change by tomorrow when it comes out, but yeah, um, the, the threat narrative is really, really important, and I think people do misunderstand it, but it is a bit of interpretation still that, again, if these things are buzzing about airspace, uh, and they can't be touched by our, our US fighter jets, UK fighter jets, and it sounds like Russia and China have the same issue with these things as well, then sure. you don't know that that's not a threat because 
it's it's the same thing that are, how threatening we are to ants. You know, I just walk past them, but as an ant looking up at you, going, "Oh my God, look at the size of him!" Especially with the lockdown weight I've put on. And then it's the old <laughs> the old fish analogy analogy that I've used as well. You know, a boat's really peaceful, sitting on top of the water, just having a look. But every now and again, a hook comes down, doesn't it, and grabs one of those fish and pulls it up onto the boat. So um, I'll stop with the analogies now. But the deep blue. It's a good analogy though. I do like it. Yeah, so did so did Tim McMillan. Thanks, thanks, Tim. He, uh, he liked that <laughs> one. Um, so again, then the article moves on. It discussed the 2017 article. Uh, touches on the budget of that being the 22 million dollars, which to be honest is a bit of a nothing number because it was no doubt a lot more than that with some of the the black budget money that gets thrown about. It discusses Lou Elizondo's involvement, which of course we all know and is really well documented. Then we get to discuss a little bit on uh, Senator Harry Reid. I'm, I'm just going to pose you there yeah. just to say that 2017 article that you just mentioned. When you say this new article would have been great on the front page, that's the kind of thing you mean, right? Yeah. Uh, what happened there? Nice mm-hmm. and big. Big picture of the the craft. Yeah. <laughs> Followed up with videos. Yeah. An unseen picture from Roswell that has half of a UFO stuck in the ground, the other half sprawled all over the desert, and some Air Force guys looking a bit miffed, you know. But that's not what we got. And do you know what? I, I don't even know, and if we even know this yet, it's maybe one for the American listeners. Um, is this even going to be on a, a front page, or is this going to be in a printed paper, or is this just an online article? That's a, that's a good point. I looked on the New York Times Twitter feed about 10 minutes ago and I couldn't see this article on its main feed. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I Maybe don't know where that's going to appear. Yeah, yeah um, but but it is cool. there, isn't it? Um, Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid, too, has been really involved in a bit of a, a front runner and poster boy for this campaign in politics um really outspoken he's, he's been someone who's kind of led the line and opened the door for a lot of the conversations people are now allowed to have and able to have he's made some quotes within the article as well talking about um substantive reports he, t- he mentioned some that aren't so substantive around metamaterials and potential pieces of of craft debris um but he does mention there are some substantive reports and there are reports of actual materials in the private sector and other places again i think where we start to get into in the body of the article is it does pretty much say there's no evidence and it's calling out there's no evidence for this but here's what someone says and no matter who they are to 99 percent, and we discussed this just before we started recording dan didn't we that it's it's a name and it's there's no evidence but here's a story and that's how it looks to the general public it's I, I'm waiting for a bunch of uh, friends to message me back. You know, the friend test, send it to the people that don't live and breathe this stuff every single day and see yeah. see what they think. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Eric Davis, great as we know he is, um, I'm not sure what the average Joe uh, will take from what he has to say. Yeah, it's the family fortunes. We surveyed 100 people. And if you ask 100 people in the street, who is Eric W. Davis? you're probably going to find 100 people say they don't know. And that's no slight on Eric Davis and his credibility and what, no doubt, role he will play in the future in this subject and getting things moving forward. You know, I'm going to use the D word disclosure as a probably one and only time on this kind of short show. But 
he's someone that we know and this was always the danger of this article wasn't it that it was something that came out and was there anything in there that we didn't really know already probably not yeah that's a fair point um you know the stuff with davis was uh in tim's article um he covered that but then i do think there is a way to look at this and and see it as an absolute win and step forward um in the you know like i mentioned before not everyone lives and breathes to this stuff so though they don't know who mr eric davis is they do listen to what is said in newspapers and we know that from over here the what is put in the newspapers and what people parrot um just because it's in the new york times um you know be a print or online people will take this um as as authoritative on the matter um so in a way, I kind of see this as as saying, we know they have stuff. We've got an idea of how to get it. They're teeing up the ball, ready for that kind of final minute penalty kick where we can get S3905 through Congress. So I, I think this is just about getting everyone on board, um, including the public. You know, it's just a nice, small, concise article. It is. And listen, at the end of the day, and I've said this as well, and uh, you have to give a shout out to Joe Murgia, who is on Twitter already, um, who is, he doesn't have to defend this. And I had a a debate with him and it was a healthy debate a few days ago about my thoughts and opinions on what the article was. And I'm not even going to go back over that now. Okay. However, whether this is the article or not, Joe done that incredible four part blog where a lot of this information is in there in greater detail as well. So that is definitely worth checking out. I, I did less work for my dissertation in university. Like, oh, <laughs> Joe is abso- fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what Joe done was absolutely superb, and you're doing it a disservice, the subject. If you haven't went and read that, at least skim read it. It's, it's a big article, but it's definitely worth your time. But for me, at the end of the day, like you're saying, we have got the New York Times. That is a massive publication, one of the most, do you know what, controversially, I was going to say reputable, but I know they've had a bit of an issue recently in the US news. But outside of the US, we, we don't really get to... It's, do you know what? We, we don't really care about our newsreaders, do we? The way they do in America and the whole Tucker Carlson stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it's different, the relationship the people in the States have with their newscasters and news programmes to what we really have here in the UK. We don't really have those relationships. Um, yeah, I agree the, with that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the New York Times is a, is a huge conglomerate, a huge juggernaut in the world um, and they have an article online in a serious piece of prose and journalism that has the, the quote off world vehicles not made on this earth now that's pretty without cool. any yeah that's it without any other context a couple of years ago that would have been groundbreaking in itself which is crazy that we're looking at this going uh is it as impactful as we'd like it to have been this is still, for me, a step forward. It's something else in the dossier of evidence and credibility that no doubt in the future, you've got your two year stars, two of the stars academy, uh, unidentified show, Skinwalker Ranch, Brandon Fugo. I know I'm naming things that we talk about on a regular basis, but again, your Eric Davises, these people all have a role to play in this. And again, it's just something else that puts out there for the general public and off the back of it, what is going to be really interesting to see over the next 24, 48, 72 hours is how the mainstream media react to this. How do they pick up this ball and run with it, if they do at all? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, even if you take everything to do with Eric Davis out of there, we still have our suspicions confirmed with, you know, when S3905 was published, uh, we all kind of read it and said, well, isn't there already a UAP task force running? Hasn't there been for decades now? Um, and today there's Lou Elizondo in the New York Times saying it no longer has to hide in the shadows. It will have a new transparency. That's a thumbs up that existed before. And it's a thumbs up that if this goes through, it will be able to be a bit more open with everybody. That's, That's exciting. It really is. And worst case scenario, and this is with the bill going through, this is the article. Nothing else comes out in the meantime. It doesn't mean it's the last article, though. It just means no. the what we were hoping for isn't coming out this time. But maybe it wasn't the right time for it. Conversely, if the next article drops and it's got more information, fantastic. But again, it's that slow drip feed process. And in five months' time, when the Senate report hopefully comes out and has some information in there, I'll, I'll put my, my kind of hat in the ring just now. And this isn't me being overly pessimistic, but I reckon it's not going to be disclosure. It's not going to confirm aliens. It's probably going to give us that next step and, okay, the conversation's happening. Here are some more information that we've maybe not had. And maybe around that time, we start to get some more videos, some longer videos, and a little bit more of a conversation around it as well. And the big thing I keep going on about, and this is something I keep asking um hashtag ttsa talks regularly and they never read my question out um if i, I mean if you're listening chris mail and tom delong lula's on though help it of you know read my question but how other countries in the world get on this bandwagon what about russia what about china what about the uk what about italy you know some of the south american countries which i believe we're going to see in upcoming episodes of unidentified a lot more heavily focused how do they contribute to this? It's not just the US that should be leading this. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Um, a lot of countries have come out um, openly and embraced transparency. Uh, but the US is, you know, it's the it's the big country of the world. So they need to lead. And I think as soon as they open the floodgates or even just open the door a little bit, other other countries will start talking about it more. And they won't just be, you know, the UK releases their UFO file from 1995. It'll be a serious part of the conversation instead. We'll be going, okay, well, what was it Randall's from then? You know? Yeah. And I'm just having a quick browse through Twitter as we, we wrap up. And um, Joe Margia, again, big shout out to what he done in the build up to this as well. He He's saying that he still thinks some world changing stuff is coming. But today was a smaller step. Um and this kind of first article but do you know what like he said it's still a pretty good day chris mellon is retweeting this article just in from the new york times um friend of yours dan uh tom delong is retweeting the article um stephen greenstreet is retweeting it and talking about it and do you know what if nothing else we've got all the big names in ufology jumping on this nick pope's on there um andreas freeman style sean cahill there's a lot of a lot of people that are worth your time and worth listening to that are sharing their thoughts and opinion on this and again it's igniting the conversation so it's, it's a step forward it's definitely not a step back or a step to the side so we can't be too disheartened with it eh, Dan? no not at all <clears throat> um i think i was initially disheartened when i read it but after going back over it you know what i, I was 
my expectations were sky high and big high, big let down. But it's not even big let down. It's fantastic. Like you said, it'll get the conversation going. That's the point. That's the way we move the ball down the field. It is. Anyway, folks, hope you enjoyed a little breaking news podcast from myself and Dan. I dragged them online uh, late in the evening here in the UK and basically forced them into recording for 20 minutes. So um, we shared our thoughts. Share yours with us um, at The Zignal on Twitter and at UFO, UAPAM for myself, Andy. And again, thanks very much, folks. Uh, Keep your eye on this story and we'll see how it develops over the weekend. Consider your heart, consider time, consider your space, consider your lies, consider your life.